And uh, the very lovely Emily Davison, our fashionista from Fashion Easter, joins us now. Hello, you. Hello. How are you this week? Yeah, I'm not bad. It's been a good one. How about you? Yeah, it's been a really good week, actually. It's gone quite quickly, relatively quickly. So um, that's always a good sign. And the weather's getting well, warmer up here. You're you're getting sunnier down there. We're still a bit cloudy, but it's nice and warm. Yeah, it was very warm yesterday. I mean, it's a little bit overcast, though, but it still looks warm out. But it was absolutely gorgeous yesterday. I could finally wear a dress and actually have fake tan, which was quite nice. So uh, starting to get a bit more kind of mild out, which is, which is nice because, you know, don't want to be in, uh, you know, Wellington boots and glasses all the time do we <laughs> well no not all the time although I'm having to don my wellies very soon for Glastonbury so I'm oh. looking forward to it. we'll need to do our annual catch up on festival fashion uh, very soon Emily I'll have to say but uh, yeah uh, regarding the fake tan it's it's getting to that time of year where I'm thinking right it's nearly fake ta- tan season again and I go for my spray tans because uh, can't be bothered doing it myself and um I'm kind of getting to that stage where I'm thinking, oh gosh, do I really want it to be? It's such a hassle. I know, I know, I know. I think I, I prefer gradual tan, but then if you're going out somewhere, you need a quick fix, you have to put on the instant stuff, and it's just like, oh my goodness, you know, it's sleeping in it, I think is the worst thing, because, you know, you just smell like a, like a wet biscuit, and you just think, you think yourself, I actually smell repugnant, like, and you have to put up with that smell all night until you can wash it off in the next morning. Well, exactly. But then the smell doesn't always necessarily go, does it? You do kind of smell biscuity the whole summer. But (laughs) beauty bears, no pain, darling. Beauty bears, no pain. Anyway, um, listen, we're we're not. (laughs) Yep, just a very bad smell. Um, So we're not talking about fake tan and we're not talking about uh, the summer. We are talking about a very, very interesting young lady, a bit like yourself, Emily. Um, Really lovely interview I saw that you did uh, on your fashionability um, vlog. And um, you were talking to a lovely girl called Bianca von Semple. Now, she is a visually impaired uh, fashion designer. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I did an interview with her on Fashionability, which is my podcast channel, and also I did it on Huffington Post UK, which is a column that I have on there. And it's basically about how she's trying to challenge perceptions of visual impairment through her designs and uh, being a fashion designer, which I think is fantastic. Oh, it really is. But do you know what I noticed about her? I mean, she's got a lovely wee voice to start with, but she also... um, she spoke so passionately in the same kind of way that you speak and write so beautifully about the things that you're passionate about. She spoke so beautifully about, you know, her fashion and her designs and, you know, just what it means to her. And, um, you know, I thought the the part where she talks about her embroidery and the designs with her embroidery um, was, was really quite fascinating because it all, all really boiled down to a slight frustration, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. So the way that she actually embroiders her uh, designs is through this zigzaggy um, kind of distressed kind of frustration of, of, of an embroidery. And it's really interesting because, in fact, she's using that style of embroidery to mimic the way that she sees the world and the way that her eyes actually move through having a segment. And through that, she's trying to bring awareness of visual impairment and the way she perceives the world into her designs, but still having that essentially, um, you know, raw couture feel. And, you know, she loves couture. She loves raw couture and drapery and textiles and fabric as a visually impaired designer. But she's also trying to bring awareness of that aspect of her life into her designs, which I think is a really interesting idea because I think it's, you know, I think fashion has lost a lot of its creativity and I think it's time it got some of it back. And I think Bianca is as creative as they come because she actually really is. She's trying to put a medium into fashion. She's trying to put, her herself into it and a bit of herself and 
you know, a, a, you know, us community as well, which I think is fantastic. So I think it's a really clever idea, actually, what she's doing. Very much so. And of course, you know, she was talking about the fact that, you know, it's her way of being unique. And that's what every fashion designer is looking for. They're their way of being unique to, to you know, any other fashion designer, obviously, because they want to make their mark and they want to kind of put their stamp on the industry. So it's really, really lovely to see that she's, you know, taken what could be for many people a very negative um, situation and turned it into a really positive one for herself. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the fact that she's found ways of actually overcoming it. I mean, she's studying for a fashion degree at Kingston and she's also um, about to finish her collection. She's going to be on showing her stuff at a catwalk and she's been exhibited in London Fashion Week this year as well, which is fantastic. But what she essentially does is she uses two different forms of... Uh, of um, thread and basically what she does with it is she threads she, she sews and gathers her material she loves sewing and drapery because that's what her medium is as a raw couture is but what she does with these two different threads she's got one in a bright color and one in the color that matches her actual garment and she stitches them like the actual garment together and then when she's finished she pulls out the brighter colored one so you're left with just the, the the color that actually corresponds to it so it allows her to actually see what she's doing which i think is a really clever technique and she's actually she's devised that way herself Yes, I was actually very impressed by that as well because it's, she's using the brightly coloured thread as a guide, isn't she? Um, so she can see that and then pull it out and she's left with the, the kind of roughness and the, the kind of... Uh, just the, the, the rough and ready kind ofness of the, the embroidery that she's doing. But, you know, she can feel it uh, without uh, uh, having to be kind of all garish colours. Yeah, exactly, which I think is really, really good and... You know, I mean, she also uses lots of things like magnifying glasses and stuff, and she uses, um, you know, kind of a magnification on her on her laptop to see things as well. But you know, she's essentially she's she's making fashion into in like in sculpture because she works with the mannequin. She's not a pattern cutter; she's a drapist, and she uses the um, she uses the mannequin with the drapery. She actually uses it to create um, her kind of her silhouette and like her, and, and and dresses and her kind of ball gown. So. She's working with a mannequin and draping and she's um, she's making it fit to, to the frame, which I think is a really interesting thing. It's very, you know, Marchessa, that kind of very flowing skirt that it's got a lot of movement and body to it, which I think is really nice. She talks a lot about drapery and um, obviously, you know, we know what we're talking about, but there's a lot of people out there that won't know what drapery is. Emily, can you explain? So drapery is essentially when you take material, whether it is in silk, paper, silk, you know, lace, and you kind of, you you add it to a mannequin or you add it to clothes and you, it kind of hangs, it drapes. It's almost like when willows drape or something or when you get foliage that drapes. So it kind of, it's not essentially fitted to the body, but it hangs in a certain way and it's kind of got that really beautiful texture to it and it's got a lot of movement. So drapery is more about kind of adding to the actual form itself. It's not about structuring. It's kind of, it's more about, you know, adding movement and texture. So it's a really beautiful thing actually. And it's, if you like that very bohemian flowy skirt, or if you like ball gowns, that kind of thing, or you like, you know, Marchessa-esque kind of designs, or Temperley even, I guess, it's, that is what drapery is. Drapery is very, it's got a lot of movement, it's got a lot of fluidity to it. It's very ethereal, I think, drapery. You know, it's really, really lovely. Very lovely. So, um, but yeah, as I said, she was really, really passionate about, you know, her fashion and her designs. And, you know, it sounds very, very, you know, like she knows where she's going. She wants her own label, doesn't she? 
Yeah, she does. She wants to create her own label and she wants to um, do a master's degree as well and she wants to sort of carry on with her designs and stuff. So she's got kind of a lot of ambitions and stuff and she really wants to carry on promoting awareness of visual impairment in fashion as well and make it more accessible, quite similar to me actually as well. So um, she's kind of got her plans set in stone and I think uh, the article's got, uh, you know, her some, you know, interest and stuff. So I just, I think she'll go far. I definitely do. She's got that kind of zest about her. So I think she'll go far with it. Absolutely. And of course, you asked her the, the age old question that you get asked a lot, Emily. Um, you know, do people, you know, people say to her, but you don't look blind. And, and does that irritate her? Uh, I think she finds it funny. I think with, with I don't know if you feel funny, but I think when people ask you that question a lot, when you, you get that thing said to you a lot, it, it does get annoying. But after a while, it just becomes more of a humorous kind of thing or you use more creative license like it's annoying, but it's more. It's, for her, it's more like funny, and she finds it more kind of humorous than anything else. And she kind of uses it in her own work, and she discusses it a lot with, you know, her friends. And obviously, she's trying to use it in fashion as well. So I think for her, uh, she just kind of it baffles her, just like it baffles me. So yeah, I know what you mean. I, I don't get people saying, you know, you don't look blind anymore. I get people saying you look drunk. So. What? <laughs> So, uh, oh, but you you just deal with these things, don't you? I mean, you know, it's one of those things, and uh, people people sometimes say things that that I think they think they're trying to compliment. Actually, so I would never take that as an insult, or you know, when people say you don't look blind, it's, it is a baffling thing, but. Um, quite funny at the same time anyway listen it's been fascinating talking to you it really has and obviously uh, you've written about Bianca on your blog you can also get uh, Bianca's interview with Emily it's a great interview on her fashionability page and uh, have you got all the web details on how people can get in touch with you Emily yes definitely so there's my blog which is www.fashionisolate.com which is spelled like f-a-s-h-i-o-n-e-y-e-s-t-a.com and on there, there's the link to my Huffington Post article, which I wrote on Bianca. And if you want to see the interview that I did on fashionability, that is www.fashionabilitychannel.com. And we're podcasting on iTunes and now Google Play. So you can find it on there. Fantastic. So many ways to get in touch with Emily now. So thank you so much for joining us here on The Daily Lunch. And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Speak to you soon.